Welcome into the House of L, our Bears post-game edition. The Bears win 24-10 over the Jets, so they snapped their little mini losing streak that they have been on. I am Lawrence Holmes here with you. Glad to be here with you. And our Bears podcasts are brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. You should go out and see a game. They did something really cool this past week. They had a, a matinee game at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. I know it's it's a little bit bizarre, but I kind of liked it. it. A businessman special, if you will. You can go to lunch and go check out the Wolves. They have free parking all year long. Courtesy of the fine folks at Kia, Chicagoland, Northwest Indiana Kia dealers. So thank you to them for sponsoring. You should check them out on Twitter at Chicago underscore Wolves, and you should go get tickets. So thanks to the Wolves for always being a partner of our post-game podcast. So the Bears went. I've been thinking about on the drive over. So usually what happens is I finish what we do over NBC Sports Chicago, and then I head over to the score studios if I'm, you know, White Panthers out of town. So I figured I'd just come to the studios, get some stuff done here, and do the podcast from here. It's about four minutes, my drive over, which is great. And I was thinking about what I wanted to say on today's podcast, and there's not not a ton to say about this game. Now, I know the podcast will probably end up going like 25 minutes or whatever. I'll figure out stuff to say. But this was one of those games where it was winning ugly. And who cares? Like, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Beat bad teams. And that Jets team had a lot of injuries going in. Robbie Anderson was hurt. Quincy Anunua was hurt. So you had their two starting receivers not available for the game. And it showed Sam Darnold really had no place to throw the ball. The Bears pass rush still isn't where I think most fans would like for it to be. But they at least did a better job this game in tackling. They did a great job on third down. The Bears on third down were unbelievable today. I think they only gave up, what, three? Their their third down efficiency was fantastic. Three of 14, that's what the Jets were on third down. So that's getting it done. You're holding the team to about 20% on third down. You're doing things the right way for sure. Khalil Mack didn't play. Let me speak on that for a little bit. I love it. Bears fans were calling for it all throughout the week, the show on the score. I thought it made a ton of sense for them to objectively look at their opponent, understand that their opponent is in dire straits when it comes to injuries, Understand that they're probably better than that team. They're really only two players that you really needed to pay attention to on this Jet squad, and they were both on, on the defensive side, Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams. So once you got that taken care of, why push Khalil Mack to go out there and play when you can shut him down for the week and then have him have basically two weeks And if you decide that you don't need him for Buffalo, you might be right in that regard, too. You give him three weeks. Now, the Bears have been adamant that this is not a high ankle sprain, which I think is interesting. It it makes me immediately skeptical that it's a high ankle sprain. But they've been saying up and down, it's not a high ankle sprain. He just hasn't. Last week probably set him back a little bit. But you needed him in that game. You didn't need him in the game against the Jets. So I'm all for them giving him a break and allowing him to rest up. Maybe he plays next week. Even if he doesn't, I can't be mad at the Bears. But if he's not out there, 
that gives opportunities for other guys. And I think you probably know where I'm going with this. That gives opportunities for Leonard Floyd. And you were expecting that Leonard Floyd would have a bigger game today. In the box score, Leonard Floyd is credited with two tackles. And that's it. That's all you got from him. You saw some plays where the ball went zipping by him. And he wasn't quite sure what was going on. Plays were going by him. And he wasn't quite sure what was going on. Those are frustrating and troubling. I'm not at the point where I'm willing to call him a bust. And I know that you might be. I'm not there yet, but I do understand anyone who feels that way. This is a a player that Ryan Pace had to have. They get him. You make him a top 10 pick. He hasn't put out like a top 10 pick. And now you're wondering if he can just be a productive player. Because it, it looks like he so far he hasn't been a player that you can count on whether we're talking about injury situations or production situations or production situations caused by injury situations. I want so badly for him to succeed because all the measurables are there. It's just talking to to Briggs and to Alex Brown. They seem to think that we're talking about an athlete and not a football player. And they're hoping to be proven wrong, too. But every week, they're looking for him, and he's not there. I'm going to try not to dwell on a lot of negatives because there aren't a lot of negatives in this game. Let me try to dwell on some positives. For example, let's talk about Bryce Callahan. I've been telling you about Bryce Callahan for the last few weeks. That guy is such a good player in the slot. He had a great game against the Jets. Three passes broken up. That's a career high for him. He also ended up with four tackles, including the sack. You can blitz him. You can put him in coverage. He makes plays. When he's out there on the field, I I feel a lot better about the pass defense of the Bears, and I think they use him really, really well. Vic Fangio does a great job of of locking him up on, on tough covers And blitzing him and sending him. And and he goes out there and he makes plays. I thought Danny Trevathan was all over the place too. Seven tackles for Trevathan. He broke up a pass as per usual. And how about Roquan Smith? We don't talk a lot about Roquan. And we haven't had to. And I think that's good because we haven't talked about him in a negative way. But Roquan, another game where he has a tackle for loss. He got one of those. I love seeing him rally to the ball. And so far, I've been really happy with what I've seen from Roquan Smith. He's made a couple plays. He had the sack against Tom Brady. It was kind of a, you know, he didn't get to hit Tom Brady because Tom knows to get down in those situations. But he was there making a play. That's really good. And another guy who I thought showed up today was Roy Robertson-Harris. I thought he was really good. Now, all that is off of Akeem Hicks with him doing what he does in the middle of the field, occupying a couple of blockers here and there. Three tackles for him in the game, and he had a hit on the quarterback. 
there was some good that came from the defense, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. They did what they needed to do against a young quarterback. They kept him off balance. He wasn't able to make plays. The Jets had nothing. They had nothing going offensively. Nothing. And the Bears did what teams that are going up against teams that don't have anything going on offensively are supposed to do. They smothered them. Let's see if you can march. The only time, there was never a point in this game where you felt like the Bears were out of control of it. And the only time where you felt uncomfortable was on the punt where Tariq Cohen is like, oh, let me touch it. Oh, wait a minute. Now the ball's live. That could have been problematic. But he recovers. They do what they do, and they get points. Matt Nagy brought it up, and I thought it was a really good point, where you had a sluggish first half in this game. The Bears just kind of looked like they were going through the motions. They were making it harder than it needed to be. It was 7-3 to three at the half. And then in the third quarter, you see them kind of assert themselves. In the fourth quarter, you see the Jets score, and then the Bears come right back down with a 79-yard drive. Those are the things that you want to see teams do against teams that have inferior talent, and the Jets are one of those teams. That's an inferior bunch that's out there. So they did that. Let me talk about the offense. And I'll start with the injury because it's it's important. Kyle Long has a leg injury. He couldn't put weight on his right leg as he was getting off the field. They then had to bring the cart out, which is never a good sign. And the way that Mitchell Trubisky was talking in postgame, it doesn't feel like that's an injury where Kyle is going to be back anytime soon. That's scary. When you couple that, with the injury to Eric Cush. You now have Daniels out there playing guard. It'll be interesting to see what they do because there were a lot of people who felt like during the draft that Cody Whitehair would just slide to guard when Daniels was ready or if there was a need, and then Daniels would play what is his more natural position of center. I wonder if the injury to Kyle is serious if you see Whitehair move to guard and Daniels play at center. It's something to keep an eye on this week. But the injury bug is starting to hit the Bears pretty hard. And that's not good. When you're talking about Kyle Long, he's one of your you know captains of the team. He's one of your best players. He's had to deal with a lot of injuries throughout his career. Hopefully this is not something that will keep him out for a long time. But if it is, it is something that Bears watching. How the Bears try to figure out what their line configuration should be and who they add to the mix. The kid Coward might end up playing a little bit more than they were hoping he would play. He's got some athletic ability. He also got some tells. You can always tell runner pass by the way that he sets up. Something to pay attention to if he gets himself out there. Let's talk about the rest of that offense, and hopefully Kyle Long is, is going to be okay. Mitchell Trubisky, I thought, played pretty well. It wasn't pretty, and there were some passes that he sailed. A lot of people will tell you that it had to do with the wind gusts, which are 20 to 30 miles per hour. I'm, I'm not completely buying that. I think there were some throws that he made. That, that sidearm throw, what was that? where he's throwing off the back foot, the pocket was kind of clean, and you're going, why are you making that throw that way? 
But you can look inside the numbers. He has the 70-yard the pass to Cohen off the screen, which was a, a brilliant play call by Nagy at the right time. You catch them in a, in a cover zero blitz, and you hit them with the screen, and then Cohen does the best. You have a guy that stayed stapled to Gabriel, which I thought was amazing. Basically, the second smallest guy on the Bears was able to effectively block a defensive player on a screen. That guy is going to have a rough time in film session tomorrow. I can tell you that. You had the, the them sharing the ball again. Six targets for Gabriel. Five targets for Josh Bellamy. Mm. Seven targets for Miller. Trey Burton with uh, four targets. Kevin White had three targets. Had one of his catches called back. I feel bad. The target to Jordan Howard, that ball that, that Mitch threw to Howard was also a pr- little bit crazy, too. Trubisky finishes 16 to 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a passer rating of 102.7 WVAZ FM. He also, which I think is becoming a thing, and you saw the Bears call run plays for Trubisky today six rushes for 51 yards, a long of 13 for him. The run game was good enough, and you saw them salt away the lead with runs at the end for Jordan Howard. So 34 total runs for the Bears, 179 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. Quality. It's good stuff. And Jordan Howard, I imagine, is pretty happy. He got into the end zone, too, in this game. They only had five carries for Tariq Cohen, but he made them all count. 40 yards for him on the five carries, so average eight yards a carry. And then the numbers for Trubisky. There wasn't a whole lot to not like except for a couple of the misfires, and early on the run game wasn't as good as it could have been. But I'm really I'm really going to try hard to not dwell on any negatives when it comes to this game because – at the end of it, you're four and three. You did exactly what you were supposed to do, coming off a rough loss to the Patriots, a rough loss to Miami. You don't lose the same game again with a team that's bad. You go beat them down, and the Bears beat them down. And now they have another chance to do that and get to five and three before the schedule gets really crazy. That Detroit Vikings sandwich that they have where it's three games against those two teams in 11 days. Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. That's insane. And we'll see where they're at. Detroit is scary to me. And I know that they kind of wet the bed today against Seattle. But they're a little scary to me. And the Vikings, you know, the Vikings, I think, are still pretty good. But the Bears have legitimate opportunity staring them right in the face. So can't have any letdowns against the Buffalo Bills. Play those guys hard. Go there and, and, and beat up that bad quarterback situation that they got going on. Say hello to Bills, Bills Mafia. And we'll get a chance to look at them on, on was, are they playing on Monday Night Football? That's bad. But it's Tom Brady, right? So it's you get the pats on national TV against Bill's Mafia. You'll see people elbow dropping 
tables that are on fire and whatever else they got going on. Shout out to my guy, Del Reed, 26shirts.com. <laughs> it's crazy Bills Mafia people. We got to figure out something for Bears fans. I don't know what to call you guys. I don't know what it is. It's not Bears Mafia. I don't like the way that even sounds. We'll, we'll figure something. If you have a suggestion, tweet me, at Lawrence W. Holmes, or you can hit me up on the podcast email, which is houseofelpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got a suggestion or something that we could put on a T-shirt, because my man Dell will do it. We could, we could do that. We could sell some T-shirts, and it'd be great. It'd be great for me. So throw some ideas my way, and we'll see if we can get a couple made, and I'll, I'll give you one of the T-shirts if I, if I use your idea. Fair? Fair. Let's see. Are there any other lingering issues from this game? No. Oh, oh, there is one more thing. One more thing I'd like to share. If I were a Bears opponent, I would kick the ball off short every single time because Benny Cunningham is not going to beat me. Benny Cunningham is going to return the ball inside the 25 almost every time he returns it. So watch for that over the next few weeks because if I were scouting the Bears, I would go, let's put them in, in bad down and distance early on. Let's put them behind the 25, and let's see if their offense can march 75 yards on us, which the Bears offense has been doing that. But I would, I would not give them the ball at the 25. I'd make them make a decision. I'd make them go, you're going to have to really figure this whole thing out. Maybe put someone else back there with some speed because it's enough already with that nonsense. So, that'll wrap it up. I'll have more to say, and I'll let you hear some sound on my show on The Score, starting at 6 o'clock. And I appreciate that you were listening. I appreciate you uh, showing love to the podcast as well. It's a lot of, it's a, it's, it's a lot of fun to do some of this stuff. And I'm not going to belabor it by talking more than I need to on a day where the Bears took care of business. They took care of business. There's not much more to say than that. Thanks to the Chicago Wolves for sponsoring our podcast. Chicago underscore Wolves on Twitter. You can check them out, chicagowolves.com online. Go see a game. Tell them that I sent you. Show them some love. Show them a follow. Retweet some cool stuff when they do it. And I will see you next week after the game against Buffalo. You can hear me on the score this week every night except Thursday. I think that's right every night except thursday i think we're good at six o'clock oh and palatine dirty nellies we're coming to you tuesday night me and briggsy we're gonna be out there at dirty nellies i think i might take the train we'll see have a great rest of your night or morning if you're driving in we appreciate everyone who downloads in the morning and listens we like to get you in and out quick with our bears thoughts thanks a lot for the support see you next week